Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. Point in times where God intersects us and He meets us, and there's like intersections in our lives where, where God will take us and we feel like we're going on one path, and maybe that path isn't something you like, maybe it's not something you want to stay on, and all of a sudden our path will get turned and brought into a different direction. I believe today... As people hear this message, as you sit in this place, as you sit in the presence of God, that there will be a shift for some people. Uh, The message that I'm going to bring this morning is, is, I believe, a life-changing message. It's a message that can really transform you. Like if you take a hold of, of what I'm going to share this morning, this is one of the principles in my life that I discovered from a young age, not knowing that I discovered this from a young age, um, that really shifted, uh, who I am. It shifted the course of my life and, and, and it's not an exaggeration. Like I would not be the person I am today without the prince, some of these principles that I'm about to share with you being unlocked and unfolded in my life. And so I've titled my message, What Are You Looking At? What Are You Looking At? Okay, and often we think of that was the, the context is almost like a challenge. What are you looking at? Hey, you looking at me? Is that us? You know, like, you know, but then no, but I want to change that and go, what are you looking at? What do you see? What's going on? I want to read to you in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. It says this it says in verse 1 of chapter 15 of Genesis, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you. And your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Verse 4, Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Verse 5, Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. God, today I pray that as people hear this message, God, I pray that as I share these words, that God, you would speak to us. You would speak to our hearts. God, you would re-envision us today for the plans and purposes that you have for us in Jesus' name. You know what? There is power in having a vision. There's power in having a vision for your life, for your personal life. There's power in having a vision for your family. There's power in having a vision for your career. There's power in having a vision for the way that God's going to use you and the ministry that he has for you. There's a, a power in having a vision for your personal endeavors. There's power in having a vision for your hobbies, for your finances, for your for your connections. There is power. There's something that shifts in your life when you have a vision for where you're going. And when I was 18 years of age, I remember, and I've shared this before, about having a conversation with my uncle and talking to him about what I wanted to do with my life and him telling me, oh, Andy, you're so blessed that you know that you what you want to do at such a young age. And having a vision for my life at that age was incredibly powerful because it defined who I was going to be. It set my course. 
And I, I don't know what, what you've been doing this week, but probably like me, many of you have been watching the Olympics and been checking out what's been going on. I love the Olympics. It's so fantastic. And a couple of nights ago, uh, there was our Kiwi Shotput girls. They were going through and they were doing their qualifying. Like I think it was two nights ago. Uh, and you saw Valerie Adams. And I was sitting there watching this all go on before my eyes. And you could see the girls as they were getting ready uh, for, for, for their routine. And I remember seeing in the background of a couple of shots Valerie Adams and you could see her she was just fully concentrating and going through and she was there and as she would pull up up to the the circle where she was about to throw that shot put throw that four kilo ball and see how far she could hoof it and try and get over that 18.8 meter mark so she could automatically qualify you saw her and I remember watching her as she stood in the circle with quite a, a an amazement and seeing many of the girls do the same thing and you could see her all this concentration and almost there was this moment where she would just close her eyes and in that moment what she was doing is she was visualizing what was about yeah, to happen she was looking in her mind's eye and seeing what was about to unfold before her before she had done what she was about to do she saw it in her head and she would go around and she would spin and she would do something that I have not a hope and heck of even getting probably half the distance that she could like it's incredible what they do and she goes out there And then I saw another athlete, and this athlete was the complete opposite. I don't know what was going on in this lady's world or if something was happening to her, but she literally, as the, the, the attendants that would mark it removed the cone, she walked straight up into it, she turned around, she grabbed the thing, and she shot it out. And she, of all the competitors... Did the 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 lowest uh, distance of all of them. She didn't take any time to prepare herself. She didn't take any time to see what was going on. And on the PB sheet that showed what her personal best was, that showed what her season best was, she was not the last ranked competitor. There was people that had never thrown as far as what she had been able to do. There was other people in that space, and she approached this thing with no vision. She approached this thing with no no thing going on. And I want to tell you that vision that we have for our lives is incredibly powerful because it will determine the steps that we've got going on ahead of us. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, Where there is no vision or no revelation of God in His Word, the people are unrestrained. Other other versions would say this, that, that they run wild or they go astray. But what happens in our lives is that when we don't have a vision, in particular a vision from God, where we have heard from God, where we have seen from Him what it is that He has for our lives, yeah. then we don't have a purpose in there. Yeah, See, on. vision is the key to bringing direction and discipline into our personal lives. Did you catch that? Vision is the key to bring direction and discipline into our personal lives. So So I want to ask you this morning a few questions. Are you happy right now with the way your life is going? Are you achieving everything that you thought that you would or could? Are you seeing everything that you wanted to happen, happen in your world right now? Are you fulfilling the God-given desires that you have inside of your life? Are you, or, or do you feel stagnant? Uh, do you feel that you're stalled? Do you feel like you're still building momentum or are you staying back? Are you in a positive cycle? Are you going forward in what God has for you? Now, I know in every stage and season of life, there's times where we feel like we're powering in that and when we're not. But if you felt like in this, in your heart of hearts, without, I'm not going to ask for for show of hands, I'm not going to embarrass anyone here, but if you felt like you answered no, or that, or, or that maybe you'd never even thought of those things, it could be because in your life right now, you are experiencing a lack 
of vision. See, maybe right now in your life, in past times gone past, you've had a vision, you've had an experience in that, and right now you're not in that place because there is not the vision that's carried forth that is directing and guiding you. Because vision does two things. It guides you, it, it, it sets you on a course, and it enables you in your current circumstances to move forward towards that thing that you've got vision for. Proverbs 23.7 says this, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Or as a person thinks, what you think on the inside determines who you will become. So my question then, if the Bible says that, is what are you thinking about? What is your internal dialogue like? What is the, 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 the conversations you have in your head? What are the thoughts that you think quietly, personally to yourself that you are so thankful that you don't have uh, kind of shared out with the rest of the world? But what is that dialogue like? Do you go, oh man, I just did it again. Typical Andy. <laughs> Typical Andy. You always make this mistake. You're always failing. You're never good enough. You never rise to this challenge. Oh, you're always going to be like this. Like what is the internal dialogue that happens in your head? Because in Romans 12, God gives us a key about what goes on and how we can shift what happens in our hearts and what's going on in this. Romans 12, 2, it says this, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You are never going to become a different person unless you allow God to change the way you think yep. on the inside out. Yep, That's why on. the Bible is so important. That's why uh, we're supposed to fill our minds with this. And visualization and having a vision for your life is so incredibly powerful. It is a skill that each of us need to learn how to develop because we were designed by God to visualize a future that is beyond what we have now. That's what faith is. Faith is seeing a future. Faith is seeing a vision that isn't right now currently occurring in our world or in our space, but that actually can come through God moving in our world. And our brain has been wired by God to be a visual brain. That's why when we see stuff, it can be so incredibly powerful. Why when we see things before us that it can shift and change us. And science today is, as we've done studies around our brains and what's actually going on, it reinforces what the Bible says time and time again, that as a man thinks, so is he, that you want to change who you are, you need to change who you think. And in your brain is a, a particular system called the reticular activating system. Each of us are given this, they, they are like, you know, trust me on this, you can search it up and find it. But as people have studied your brain and studied the human brain and how we think, there's this thing inside of us called the reticular activating system. And it is a network of neurons that's designed to filter. It allows us to, to, to receive certain information and filter out other information. So this is what happens in our brain because... Every second, every moment right now, there is all sorts of things going on that we just don't even think about. Like right now, up until this moment, you were breathing and you weren't even thinking about it. Now you're thinking about it, right? Like, and, and we have those things. Right now, you're sitting down on a seat and your body is touching that seat. You're not thinking about the connection that you have about it until right now when I tell you to think about it, right? There's all these things that happen all around us. Like, our clothes are touching our body. Now you're thinking about how your clothes are touching your body. We don't even think about this stuff all the time. And the reticular activating system in our brain is a filter 
that allows us to not go crazy. Because if we thought about every single thing that was happening to us, we were, our brains would just explode, right? But what it does is it filters out some information and allows other information to come in. And we are the ones that get to program our reticular activating system, the system in our heads, and it's impacted on what's come before. So the way that the reticular activating system works in our lives is that events, what people have said, the way that we've been taught to raise up, the education that we've had, is defines how our brain has it. So if you've had someone in your life say, you're stupid, mm. then what happens is mm. our reticular activating system looks for examples to back up what that person has said. And if we've heard something enough times, then what happens is our brain will look and find any evidence of that to support what has uh -huh. going on there. So this, this whole system in our brain is designed to do this. Now, we all make mistakes. Every single one of us makes mistakes, silly mistakes, like sometimes really ridiculous, obvious, silly mistakes. And, and we do that. And if our reticular activating system has been designed or programmed previously to look for those mistakes, it reinforces us. Conversely, if we have in our heads, you know what, I am developing, I am growing, I am intelligent, all of a sudden those mistakes get filtered out as blips there. And all of a sudden what happens is we look for the signs that reinforce the positive things in our lives. So, so if people, if, for example, if and we think in our lives, People don't like me. People talk about me behind my back. People, people think bad things about me. Then all we are doing is we'll be looking for information that reinforces those beliefs. And it's incredible. We will filter out the good things, the positive things. We'll ignore. Like how many times in your life have you gone and, and you've been in a situation and somebody said something positive about you and all you can think about is that one little minuscule yeah. negative thing that, that so-and-so said to you and that, that's left you in a place and you're in this spiral. Yet you might have 10, 20, 30 people that are positively reinforcing you and go, man, that was incredible. I can't believe how well you've done there and then all you can think about is that. Because we filter out all of these things that go on. So what we need to do is we need to learn how to reprogram our brain. This is so good. And the way that we reprogram our brain is it starts with a visualization of God's plans and purposes and vision yeah. for our life. We need to align our thinking with what God thinks about us so that we can see God's plans and purposes activated in our lives. That's what we need. We need a vision for our life that aligns up with what God thinks about us. And that as we start to see that, as we start to experience that, the, the filters that we have in our life will start to filter out the bad things, the negative things, the things that aren't quite right, and will start to bring in the positive things. John 10.10 10 says this, the enemy comes what? To steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, this is Jesus, so that you may have life and life in its fullest, life in abundance, life to the max. Two contrasting things that go on there. Yeah. Right now, if your vision for your life shows and has a plan like Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a great plan for your life, a plan to prosper you, a plan to do that. When you have things that come negatively against you, that will reinforce God's plan for your life because you go, that's the enemy trying to be at work yeah. to derail, derail me. Yeah. When you have a vision that positively there, the filter that goes in there will shift how you see and how you respond to those things. Come on. It'll go, actually, you know what? This might be something that's pushing against
against me right now, but this is not to bring me down. This is to make me stronger. This yeah, is to make me now. overcome. This come is to make on, me baby. someone that's bigger. They can build it. They can go further and can achieve more. So but good. yet, if we have a system that says, what, you know what, you're always failing, these things that come against us, they reinforce and goes, you know what, that's another stumbling block that I'm never going to get past. And so there is some keys that I want to share with you about visualization that studies have shown uh, about what happens when we shift in our brain. See, there's two keys to, to when we have a, a vision for our lives and we can see it there. The first key is that we need to visualize what our life will be like. We need to visualize what our life would be like in God. I want to imagine, I want you to, 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 to imagine right now what your life could be like. Like you close your eyes and what do you see in your mind's eye? Like see the different scenarios, like dream. Like, you know, when people have dream boards and things like this, they're bringing an element of the vision that they can see come to life. And God wants us to bring his vision to life and wants us to see it. He wants to show it to us. The second key when it comes to visualization, when it comes to this, is that we actually need to imagine how we will feel, what the emotions we are when we do this. Like, you know, like if we were to like to take the Olympics as an example and they're there and they do that massive throw and it goes there and it's in first place, how good would you feel? You'd feel so pumped, you know, standing on the podium and getting a gold medal and the emotions that flood through on that. Well, just the same as they visualize within sports arenas, all these things, we need to visualize what God's plan is for our yeah. life, what God wants to do, how good it will feel when you have heard from God. I still can, and I can still remember the times where I, where revelation has just sprung up out of me and I've gone, man, that's so good. I feel like I'm hearing the voice of God. God, you're speaking to me. I'm in tune with you. I'm walking with you and to have a vision for our lives. That's why in our, in, in our world, it's so important to have disciplines such as reading the Bible. When we listen in prayer, not just to pray, but actually listen while we're praying. Why it's so important to wait in the presence of God where God can bring visions for your future there. See, these things are not only powerful, but they're actually essential in order for us to see God reprogram our thinking and therefore see our lives go forward. See, before I said, maybe some of us here find ourselves on a crossroads and today God is wanting to shift where we're going. Some of us, it's not actually going to be anything different that happens in our world bar that we change the way we think. So See, tomorrow we still turn up and we go to our same house. We go to our same job. Yeah. We have our same friends. We have our same work colleagues. We have the same things going around. But what happens is there is a shift mm. in our vision. And so I want to suggest today to you that actually God wants to unlock his vision in your life to change your world to see his plans unlocked. So see, to close our eyes and in your mind have a specific picture of what this could look like for you. I see yourself in the, in the image of what God has planned for you going, God, this is who you've created me to be. See yourself receiving his, his healing. See yourself receiving like the, his provision. See yourself experiencing his presence. Taking the time, seeing, seeing yourself taking the time to pray and read the Bible and invest into your family to become a great student, to, to come up with that breakthrough entrepreneurial idea, whatever it is that you are needing God to do in your world, seeing your family transform, seeing you speaking with boldness, seeing timidity drop off, seeing that those things just disappear. 
And it's as you're in those moments that you start to go, you know what, this is what I see my life transformed as. And as we do that, we literally train our reticulated activating system to find the filters that will back up those things. Those things that will change who we are. See, Romans 12, 2 again says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. When you visualize things and you experience it, you close your eyes, you see it. When you feel the emotions, you start to change the way you think because the filters are what you're allowed to come into your world. Literally start filtering out those negative things and start filtering in those positive things. And as we continue to do this, as we continue to realign our vision with God's vision, and it doesn't matter if we fail, that we get back up again. You know, I shared in First Kings about that whole scripture, how Elijah sent the servant out seven times. He didn't see a cloud. 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 He didn't see a cloud until he saw a small cloud. In our lives, if we would just continue to have that vision before us, just a small vision, and go, you know what, I'm going to keep coming to it, and all of a sudden we filter out our failures, we filter out our shortcomings and say, you know what, my God is bigger, my God can do this. Yeah, he is. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And the more you visualize something, three things happen. See, you get more confidence that you will be that you will have the skill set to be able to do this. The second thing is that it will help develop and improve the skills that you already have in your life that you're trying to achieve. The, the, the funny thing is about visualization, what they've shown through this, is that as you visualize it, in the moment of visualizing in your brain, it actually locks in the neuron pathways to actually start to achieve the things that you're trying to do without even lifting your hand. Now, I'm not advocating that you don't have to go out and do the work. I'm not advocating that you don't have to go out and practice and and try and all that sort of thing. But in your head, visualization starts to lock in the neuron pathways in your brain to start allowing you. And you can actually build the skills to do the things you want to do without even doing them as a start. And the third thing as we visualize is that we reprogram our brains and change the filters to allow the information that comes in. So I want to ask the question, whose vision in your life do you want to come to pass? Do you want it to be the enemies who wants to kill, crush, steal, destroy what God's got planned in your life? Or do you want God's plans to come forward? See, in Genesis 15, when God took Abraham, it says this, verse 5. Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. See, God wanted to give before Abraham a vision for what his future could look like. His current situation said, I have no kids. His current situation said, my wife is barren. His current situation said, I'm too old. But God's vision for his life said, look to the stars. Why did he say look to the stars? So that he would see it every single day. That every single night before he he wrapped up his day, the vision would be before him. This is the future God has for me. That as I look to the stars, as as I look to this and I go, man, I can't even count it. This is my future. So today, as I come and, 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 and come to a close shortly, I want to bring to us a challenge. I want to lay some practical groundwork. I don't want to just come and share some thoughts and I want to inspire you and all this sort of stuff. I want to give you some tools and I want to lay down what I'm going to call a seven-day challenge. 
a seven day challenge and this challenge is for you to visualize every day and all I'm asking for is three and a half minutes of your next week. I want 30 seconds every day including today. So you need to find some time today where you're going to go away and you're going to visualize something in your life. Maybe in your life right now you're going, I don't even know what God's vision is for my life. Then I want you to visualize you hearing from God what the vision he has for your life is and how that's going to make you feel. I want you to visualize you being able to maybe read the, the Bible and, and understand it or, or, or see you having more confidence in your workplace and speaking up where you would normally be quiet or see yourself like whatever it is and have a vision in your life and I want you to take 30 seconds 30 seconds every day where you would close your eyes and you would would see something set a timer if you need to and take these four steps get away from all distractions get away from the tv get away from your phone get away from the noise of family get away from the the hustle and bustle of the world sit down somewhere and get away from distractions the second thing you do is you close your eyes because we're so visual that even though our, our vision can be incredibly powerful, it can also be incredibly distracting. It can distract us from seeing. So close your eyes and then in your imagination, start to imagine what God's plans are for you and how they're going to come to pass. Maybe that one thing that you've been fighting for and, and dying for and time and time again, you've been failing that you feel like, man, this is what it's like for me to break this thing, to overcome this thing, to have this there. Start imagining what that is like in, in there. And the fourth thing is to start identifying the emotions of that. How would you feel when that starts to come to pass? And if you do that 30 seconds a day, maybe on day one, maybe on day two, maybe on day three, nothing seems to change. But if you continue to do that, just for one week, I'm asking for 30 seconds a day, three and a half minutes, where you would get away from the distraction, sit down and close your eyes and imagine and focus in. I'm going to do this and I'm going to set an alarm on my phone that's going to remind me every single day. That's my little practical tip on, on there that's going to say, get out and, and, and do this. I'm going to do it at a time that I feel is going to work for me. So I'm going to do it in the evenings, a bit later on, after I think the kids are going to be in bed. And if it so happens that they are still awake and they're not there, I will snooze that thing until I can get it happening. But that if we would take a challenge and go, you know what, God, I want to start to bring visualization, just how you in the Bible describe and talk about changing who I am by changing the way I think, to start aligning our minds, our thoughts, our understanding to God's thoughts and plans, that we will become different people. We will become more who God called us to be. And for those things, for some of us, we're going to start to feel a shift. Maybe it's not going to be any shift tangibly, except in the way that we start to receive the information in the world around us. And so God, today, I thank you. I thank you that you love us so much that you don't want to leave us where we are. I thank you so much, God, that you want to bring a shift and a change in our world so that we can become the men and women of God that you've called us to be. God, that you have good plans for our lives. And Lord, for those that are stuck in a rut, those that feel like they can't overcome, those that feel like they're battling the same issue, I pray for a fresh vision, a fresh start. Lord, today, that in their mind's eye, you would show them who you've called them to be. God, I pray today that there would start to become a shift that as we go from this place, you would help us to visualize what it is to be a man or a woman of God standing before you in your presence, 
living out the plans and purposes that you have for us. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us a grace, Lord, to empower us over this next week, over these next weeks, God, even beyond that, to become, Lord, people who would see who you've called us to be and to allow our system, our brains to start changing who we are from the inside out through your power. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that's challenged you today. I hope that's been... Uh, impactful for you today I believe that as we do this I believe this week as we start to do this this will bring a shift in your world what is the thing that you need to shift what is that one thing and just start to see a vision that goes beyond that